0: I was raised by a full-time, 24-7, stay-at-home mom, Um, whose formal schooling, by the way, was abruptly halted in the ninth grade because of complications from rheumatic fever, and at 24, she married, and... After only two years had passed, the Second World War broke out, and just a few months into World War II, her soldier husband was shipped to the European Theater of War as a company quartermaster sergeant. Her firstborn child, a son, was uh, was born two months after father left for war. And father and son didn't see each other until the war's end. And the boy, my brother, was already past five years of age. I want to open my heart today and I want to talk to you about God's unselfish servants. This was a woman who decided to learn to drive a car when she was almost 60 years old. And she did it. She, or we, lived in a small, second-story apartment with a barber shop underneath and a dance studio on the third level. No elevator, no garage, no storage area, no dishwasher, no clothes dryer, a wringer washing machine, One small black-and-white television, complete with test pattern, national anthem, and two channels on from 4 p.m. to midnight every day. And no remote control. (laughs) Where are you going? Why are you leaving? Oh, I'm not leaving. I'm just going across the room to change channels. No microwave. No backyard barbecue grill. No backyard. No front yard lawn and flowers, no front yard, no computer, no cell phone, they didn't work that well with the party lines. no texting, no emails, no Facebook, no Instagram or Twitter. Oh, what great times to be growing up. Wow. And so today, I'm going to talk about God's unselfish servant. (laughs) A 15-year-old boy came bounding into the house and found his mom still in bed. So he asked his mom if she was sick or something was wrong. He was truly concerned. And mom replied, well, you know, son, as a matter of fact, I... I don't feel very well today. I really don't. And the boy replied, well, Mom, don't worry about dinner. I'll be happy to carry you down to the stove. <laughs> now, I want to go back in time a bit, and I want to talk about the, the role of mother in the ancient Hebrew family. You see, mother occupied a higher position than that enjoyed by women in many other nations. Mother's duties were primarily domestic. And for those of you who don't know what that means, I'll take time and explain that someday. And she was held in the highest regard in the Hebrew household. I want us to look at the concept of mother. Because it's used in different ways, even in Scripture. Scripture. Sometimes it's used in figurative ways. Nations were sometimes thought of as mothers. In Ezekiel 19, we read the words that after being nurtured and cared for by their mother, the princes of Israel brought shame upon her by their idolatrous practices. Ezekiel 19. Jeremiah the prophet used the concept of Israel as mother to personify the nation's sin, while Hosea made it a continuing theme in his prophecies. The word mother was also used to describe large and important cities. The city of Abel of Bethmachah was called a mother of Israel, 2 Samuel chapter 20. And a city was also called mother in terms of its influences on its people. I think that's so important. For example, Babylon was called the mother of harlots or prostitutes and of the abominations of the earth, Revelation 17, 5. Then the figurative meaning of mother also included ancestry. Adam named his wife Eve, the mother of all the living, Genesis 3.20. God blessed Sarah by declaring she will be the mother of nations, Genesis 17.16. Rebecca was blessed to become the mother of thousands of ten thousands, Genesis 24.60. You see, the love And the nurturing and the character of God is sometimes compared to the love and the caring a mother gives to a newborn child. That is so interesting and to me such an exciting concept. In Mary, we see an absolute dedication to her child. Why, she and Joseph were terrified when Jesus went among the missing you read that story in Luke 2, the later uh, verses, verse 48 and on. And after Joseph's death, she traveled extensively with Jesus throughout his ministry. And that starts in John chapter 2, and you can read that. Most interesting was the relationship that she had with Jesus. First we see it at the wedding feast at Cana. John chapter 2, the first 11 verses. In that particular moment, she was very firm as a mother, and yet she was respectful of her son at the same time. Jesus shows his respect for her wishes despite his reluctance to get involved in that that celebration. She, you see, is aware of his abilities, and she kind of pushes him or nudges him out into higher service. And it looks at it, at first reading, if you look at it, it looks like Jesus is being sort of rebellious, but then respectfully he comes into line and he complies with the wishes of his beloved mother. It's really a tender story that bears repeating. In Mary, we see a faithfulness till death towards her family, her offspring. She was with Jesus till the end. Isn't it interesting? Women were last at the cross and first at the tomb. And by the way, she was with Jesus till the end. Hallelujah, which was definitely something different than the end. It was ultimately the beginning. Ah, beginning of something great and the beginning of something for you and for me. In his writings later on, Paul the Apostle referred to new Christians as mere infants or babes in Christ, 1 Corinthians 3. And furthermore, implying a connection to Jesus and God as mother as well as father in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 7. So we're giving you lots of reference here. And remember this. And remember this, we often joke, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm very serious when I say, remember this, mother-in-law enjoys equal stature in the Bible. And a classic example of a very beloved mother-in-law is Naomi, mother-in-law to Ruth. In Naomi, we see a beautiful, heartfelt presentation and representation of love and compassion and sincerity. In Mary, the mother of Jesus, we see the epitome of motherhood. We see a wonderful example of humility. Nowhere in history is Mary's name even mentioned outside the scope of her son's presence and his ministry. She herself was the recipient of one of the greatest, if not the greatest, and I think you and I would agree, the greatest gift ever given to mankind. Yet she never sought glory or fame or popularity for herself. What a lesson. Even sadly, we learn this great servant of God died and uh, probably an obscure death, A death not even recorded for us, but glorified by her resurrected Son. Think of that. In Mary, we see an example of absolute purity. Not perfection, but absolute purity. The Bible infers that she was a pious, thoughtful, strictly obedient individual. What a blessing, what a vessel used of God. So Jesus, from the agonizing torture of the cross, was still feeling concerned, wasn't he, about the welfare of his mother. And He said to John, take care of my mother. She'll become your mother now. His love for her was a direct reflection of the love she had shown for him all that time. You know, I just, to, I just want to interrupt myself because God's prompting me to say this. Sometimes men and women who never stand in a pulpit preach the greatest sermons through living out the Word of God in their lives. So what do we see in all this great truth? We see that motherhood should be considered God's glorious given duty to all who would be revered and blessed as mothers. Faithful and respected mothers and mothers-in-law develop a sense of security Loyalty and love. And they pass that along to the next generation. They develop a respect and they are held and you moms and mothers-in-law under the sound of my voice are held in the highest regard by God and by all of us. You see, Mothers influence every generation to come by their actions. And they will ultimately, in my humble opinion, they will dictate the course of the nation and the world at large. And if you have a problem with that statement, you're not much of a student of history. Just read the history of the great figures of the world. You see, God could not be everywhere, even though he is omnipresent, but physically speaking, and therefore he made mothers. And William Thackeray wrote this. Mother is the name of God in the lips and hearts of little children. Oh man, I love that quote. Mother is the name of God in the lips and hearts of little children. Now I want you to watch this.
1: So how was school today? Good. I thought the chemistry lab. <laughs> no you <laughs>
0: did not. not. That's a long story.
1: Okay. How was choir? It was good. Moms have it so easy. I mean, their lives are fun, simple, and and so rewarding. Sometimes I wish, instead of being the dad, I, I wish I was the mom. Ah, another day of pedicures, reading my magazines, and making myself beautiful. This is the life. Mom? Mom, tell him to stop copying me. Mom, tell him to stop copying me. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Mom, do something. Mom, day something. Are you serious? Are you serious? Mom, are you serious? Why did I ever ask you to help me? I should have known you couldn't fix my hair. I look like a freak. Look at me. Look at me. Hey, Mom. Look at this. Look at me. Come on, Mom. Look at me. Watch this, Mom. Come on, look at this. Watch this. Come on, look at me. Come on, Mom, look at me. Come on, Mom, look at me. Come on. book report due tomorrow, and I haven't read any of this. Mom, if you don't help me, I'm gonna fail school and be a loser forever. You don't expect me to read this all by myself, do you? You don't expect me to eat this, do you? Seriously, Mom, what is this? Mom, I'm not gonna eat this. Dad, can we just go out to eat, please? Hey kids, be nice to your mother. I eat this. I'm going to throw up. Mom, I said I'm going to throw up. No! Mom, I think I'm going to be sick too. You're amazing. No, seriously. I don't know how you do it. I'm at a loss for words. Kids, come here, get in here, hug your mother. Tell her you love her. We're in the presence of greatness. Dad. Not now, Dad's on a roll. This is God's greatest creation, kids. You're smushing my face. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry, because I don't say thank you enough. I mean, the truth is, I don't deserve you. We don't deserve you. And one day is is not enough to honor you. We we should honor you every day. But how do we say thank you to the woman that means the world to us? I know. We're going to go right now and get you that vacuum cleaner you've had your eye on. <laughs> Nothing. This time, we're going name brand, baby. Come on, kids. Let's go make your mom's dreams come true.
0: So being a mother is at times difficult. It's a challenging responsibility that is defiantly underappreciated. It takes patience, it takes commitment, it takes to go the extra mile, and it takes this and that and a whole lot more. I think that every mother learns at a young age the importance of wearing many hats within the home. How many of the mothers here today, I wonder, could relate to the video that we just watched? It sounded by your response like you were identifying. Of course, and bless you for that, bless you. We're not making light of it, it's just reality. Correct me if I'm wrong, but hasn't almost every mom received that name brand vacuum at one time or another in their lifetime as a Mother's Day gift? A husband wrote this, he said, I can remember the first Mother's Day gift that I purchased for my dream girl. It was an under-the-counter can opener. We, were, we weren't married yet. We were engaged, and we were planning, you know, everything for our new home. And I was trying to plan ahead, and I couldn't figure out after I gave her that why she didn't get as excited as I did about that gift. So you see, each year on this special day, children and husbands all around the world, I guess, or in many parts of the world, take time to purchase that special gift for their moms. And your wives. So look, if you're a last-minute shopper and you haven't purchased a gift for your mother or your wife yet, let me give you a couple I mean, I've been on this road a long time. Let me give you a couple of helpful hints on what not to buy. Do Number one, do not buy mom anything that plugs in. If something needs to be plugged in, she will only see it as a tool. That's not good. Number two, if mom does not currently have a membership at the gym, do not offer to buy her one. (laughs) Do not buy her any uh, exercise equipment nor any exercise videos because this will lead to at least six months of her asking you why you think she needs to exercise in the first place. And I guarantee you are never going to have the right answer to that question. And thirdly, if you ask her where she would like to eat her Mother's Day lunch, more than likely, she's going to say that it doesn't matter. You choose. Guys, listen to me. It does matter. And you choose means make sure you take me to my favorite restaurant. <laughs> At any rate, hear me out. Mother and Mother's Day, and particularly as we, as we try to not just celebrate but, but elevate and, and honor mothers, that's that one day of many throughout the year That moms should be placed on a pedestal and thanked for everything they do. Are you with me? Moms are very special people. They have many abilities, many, that dads don't have. Without the love that only a mother can give, I question what condition each home might be in. Every home begins with making sure that there's a solid foundation upon which to build. My hope is that every mother that's here today realizes there's only one right way to live life, and that is God's way. And I happen to believe that you believe that, or you probably wouldn't be here or listening to this today. In Proverbs 22 and verse 6, we'll put that up for you. I think so, it's very familiar to many people, but uh, it says, and let's read together train up a child, let's read it together. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, that's clear advice on how to raise children. But you have to understand a little bit more what it really says. First off, it implies that God's way is the most important thing to be established early on in a child's life. What does it really mean? If you went back to original languages, and I won't do that and, and bore you and take a lot of your time, but it really, really emphasizes what this verse means. What does it really mean to train up a child in the way he should go? it literally can be uh, 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 translated or transliterated it can be it can be literally set out to mean create a hunger or in the original language it meant touch the palate you ever feed spoon feed a baby who didn't want to take what you were feeding them and you did that nasty little trick of touching the palate and they uh, And that's when you snuck the food in and you created a hunger. You touched the palate. Train up. Comes from those very words. Train up a child. Create a hunger. Touch the palate. Every godly mother realizes that when God's way is implemented early on in a child's life and within a home, lifelong habits are established. People might veer off from them. People might say they forgot about them. People might say, I'm rebelling against them, but they're established and they're there and we have a promise of God. When a child is taught from birth the correct way to live, by the time they become an adult themselves, they'll already be well grounded in the proper way to live. God knows long before science figured it out. It's, interesting, it's so interesting to me how much science is finding out these days. Wow that being a mother and raising a family was going to be a very demanding and difficult thing to do. Nobody said it would be easy, and you mothers will attest to the fact it hasn't been easy. When I think of the word mom, it reminds me of the process that happens. I was thinking of this a few days ago. when When a piece of coal is under the earth and it's compacted under extreme pressure, Maybe for years, maybe hundreds of years. You know the end result as you dig down and dig down and dig down and get down to that once dark piece of gold, you will find a priceless gem of great worth. This is why every mother is a diamond in God's eye. Because you can handle life under extreme pressure. That's why God created moms different from dads. God gives each mother special abilities that help in keeping the home and family in working order. And so to that end, I want to dedicate one part of this message, and I'm going to just call it It Takes Mom's Ability. And I want to hit two or three areas here. The first ability is that's found in a Christian uh, Christian mom's life is her commitment towards God. It's got to start there. Every Christian mother understands that in order for the home to function properly, first and most important, she needs to be firmly grounded in Christ. I was using the analogy a moment ago of foundation and building a home. Well, How well does the electricity in your home work if it's been installed improperly right from the start? I mean, when a home is first being constructed before drywall and paint and all those things are applied, every builder knows that there are very important steps that need to be done before the finished product is revealed. Building a lasting home begins with a foundation. That's the most important step. And I say that equals the church in today's society. Then there's the subfloor. Then there are the walls. Next, the roofing the sheeting and all of the filling in and so on and so on and so on. All these steps and every one of them are important, but the ones that follow next are just as important. What's next? The electrician, the electrical wires to the home. Those have to be installed. They have to be grounded, correctly. You have to have the proper entrance panel. It's very important, Mom, for you to realize today that in order for you to be able to handle the shocks of motherhood, you must have a proper working electrical panel and circuitry, too. That means Christ in your life, alive and working and operating His goodwill through you. This keeps everything from overheating and catching on fire. You see, God's the only one who will keep you organized when the load seems too heavy to handle. Along with the electric wires being installed, the plumbing must be installed. <laughs> this world that we live in is filled with all kinds of useless waste. Not only do we daily hear and see and are bombarded with unneeded garbage messages, but our kids hear it, and they see it every day because it's all around us, everywhere you look. These plumbing pipes are essential to being able to flush away all the negativity that you hear out in the world today. Moms, you need to be prepared for whatever life is going to throw at you. We have no idea what that might be, but we know that we have a God whom we can trust. So not only are godly moms committed to their love for God, and that's so, so imfor- important. It takes mom's ability, number one, her, her commitment, her personal dedication to God. Secondly, I want to interject by saying today's mom in the 21st century, more than probably ever before, is a multitasker. You said, I didn't get married and have children to become a multitasker. But that's where you are. And I mentioned a moment ago that all mothers realize the importance of wearing many hats in the family. When dad is away from the home or he's at work or he's tied up with something... Moms become the superheroes of the family. Moms are the taxi cab drivers. Yeah, mom makes sure the kids are never late for school. After school, she makes sure the kids arrive at band and art and music and dance and drama and soccer practices, whatever it is, and and they get their own time. Every mom realizes the difference that God can and does make in her own life, and she's trying to keep that a priority and trying to keep that central in her mindset. So since she's the taxi cab driver, she makes it her own priority that the kids never miss out either on youth and children's ministries uh, and special youth and teen activities in the life of the church. i got to tell you, After 40-some years in pastoral ministry, i got to say this, that these kind of moms are found, thank you, God, in every church, faith community included. And they know, K-N-O-W, they know the importance of God in life. Mom knows that in her own life. She knows it in the life of her family. She knows it in the life of her kids. And mom, this is just a little added. Pastor Bob's sending it to you in love. It's gift wrapped for you. I want you to hear me and accept it in love. Mom, if dad's not going to do it, you do it. Bless God for moms. I know that some of my audience wouldn't even be here today if it weren't for a dedicated, godly mom. Moms also, by the way, become the Iron Chef. The mom's day begins very early by making sure the kids don't leave home without breakfast. Some say the most important meal of the day. I've always thought the most important meal of the day is the next one. But some people are just hung up on that breakfast thing. So then after dropping the kids at school, she runs by the store and picks up ingredients to prepare the supper... Or dinner, if you want to call it, that Dr. Oz recommends holding the most nutritional value for her family. Yummy. And she's also current and up-to-date with the latest and greatest electronic gadgets. Nobody's better at Facebook, texting, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, you name it. And many hats here. She also becomes a judge, like on America's Got Talent. She takes the time to watch every little act that her kids are performing for her. And of course, each act automatically is scored a perfect 10. Good for you, Mom. You see, being a mother some days also, and some of you are tired already just being reminded of this. Being a mother some days could involve implementing tough love and should I know it's a job that no mother and maybe could even say most parents don't really love. But you should never feel guilty about telling your kids the little magic word. No. I know. Yeah, Bob, you don't know what century you're living in and this isn't the way it's done today and blah, blah, blah. I would have to agree with you. (laughs) I look around society. I'm a student of culture and I see it every day. Every once in a while, it doesn't hurt. No. And they're going to get over it. And in the long run, they're going to appreciate what you did for them. May take a while. And they may not like mom too much. And they may just say, I don't but, but, but I heard about the little boy who was sitting on his front porch with his face cradled in his hands and he was looking so down and so forlorn and just about then his dad came home, just just came home and, and he he went over to him and uh, sensing something just wasn't right, he said, Well son, what's wrong? And the little boy looked up and he said, Well, 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 just between you and me, Dad. I'm having trouble getting along with your wife. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But you know what? They'll get over it. Sometimes I wonder, where would our kids be today without the love of our mothers? And I know there's an unbelievable emphasis in our culture today and in our country and in this world that we're wrapped up in, uh, on, on, on fatherless homes, and et cetera, et cetera. But wait a minute. We're not giving due. We're not giving proper attention to the role of the mom. We're just like, well, there's no father, so we just throw it all on mom. I'm saying I wonder where a lot of people would be today without that love, sustaining love of mothers. And then there's a third thing that I want to add to a mom's ability and that is the love that only a mother can give. And why is, uh, am I putting it that way? Because only a mother can give it. And dad could say, well I love my children and I love my... Of course you do. But there is a certain kind of love. It's built into the mom Uh, It is enhanced by a nine month visit where that new precious life is protected, preserved, nurtured. Where? Right below the heart, the protective wall of the mother. There is no closer human relationship, none. Therefore, there is a love. There is a love in the human experience that only a mother can experience and only a mother can give. In Exodus chapter 2, we find the story of a Levite mother, godly woman, wow, this mother's love for her child was so great. I I, I read this, and I even read my notes on this, and I read them over and over, and I'm like, "Could, could this even be? But see, loving only as a mother can love. She loved that child so much that she was willing to turn her child over into the hands of the hated enemy in order that God might use the child. And you may have heard of the name of the child. I don't know. Oh, oh yeah. His name was Moses. Because Jochebed, Moses' mother, was willing to completely trust God. You know what she did? She saved the life. She didn't probably know she was doing it at that time, but she saved the life of her son. That's not all she saved. Pharaoh had just commanded at the end of the previous chapter that every Jewish male baby must be taken down to the Nile River and drowned. Remember, a diamond is formed when the pressures of life are present, and she was acting without hesitation. And so I asked this question what would life be like for us today if Moses' mother had not trusted God? I would be one who would venture to guess this gathering right here would not be happening. Listen to a few of the things Moses was able to accomplish. He was raised in the home of Pharaoh when he got the finest schooling. He fled to the land of Midian and God prepared him for great service. He walked on holy ground. Why? That bush was burning and never consumed. Why? Holy ground. He returned to deliver the Hebrew slaves and then revealed to them the one true God and revealed the one true God to Pharaoh. He led the Israelites out of Egypt. You remember that story, don't you? The 11-day journey and the 40-year shortcut. Hmm? He parted the Red Sea. God did it, but he used Moses. He stopped Pharaoh dead in his tracks. He brought water out of a rock, proving once again the existence of God to the doubters of the world. He received the Ten Commandments. That means he visibly witnessed, just sit and ponder this for, you know, five minutes. He he, he visibly witnessed the power of God. He trained his successor. Joshua, who led the people into the promised land. All these things became possible. Why? Because of a mother's love for her child. I want to just say, Mom, 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 we know each other, and I think you trust me to say this. You never know what impact you're having on your children by allowing God into your life into their life, and into your home. You can't measure it. I can't measure it. The church can't measure it. You just never know. Keep on keeping on. And God bless you for doing it. Wow. Wow. So a mom walked into her young son's room She walked in just in time to hear him begin his nighttime prayers. And he's down on his knees and his little head bowed and his hands folded. This was sincere prayer. This was the real deal. And she heard him say, Andy, Please forgive me for what I did wrong today. Andy, please keep my mommy and daddy safe. Amen. And after he finished, she asked him who Andy was. She said, who is Andy? He told her that that was God's name. She said, How do you know that? He said, Well, in church, they sing to Andy all the time. They sing, Andy walks with me. (laughs) Andy talks with me. And he tells me I am his own. Kids are awesome. Your kids are awesome. This is a fairly well-known fact. I love children. And I love being a dad. And some other titles, too. But, oh, today, I am so truly thankful for my heritage I'm thankful to God for the moms that He has allowed to be in our lives. Yours and mine. The conclusion is Mom, Mom, Mom. God's unselfish servant. Well, let's bow for prayer, shall we? Thank you for listening and being attentive to God's word. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for moms. We just give you thanks and we give you praise that you have touched our lives with unselfish servants, and probably the greatest of whom is mother. We thank you for mothers-in-law. We thank you for grandmothers. We thank you for every lady in this place today, mothers or not, because you've given them a special capacity to love, to cherish, to nurture. And Lord, we just sometimes have to be reminded. Thank you for the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ and for all that means to our freedom, our joy and our eternal safety. Bless the rest of this wonderful time of worship. May our hearts just lift up together in praise to the one and only, our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. For we pray in His name. Amen.